Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Old ball in. It's still loose. And it's later. It's Mackinac. Going past a couple. Into the box. Get the shot up. Yes! We're a Wembley! After the ball in. Oh, what a chance here! They've done it! Lafondra looking to get close side of Von. Lafondra away from David. 3 1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's a very positive mood tonight for Reading fans. A 3 0 victory against 10 men, Sheffield Wednesday. And to help talk through it with me, I've been joined by Ben Morley. Hi, Ben. Hi, how are you doing? Not too bad at all, thank you. And also by Nick Holton. How are you doing then? Hi, Paul. I'm good, thanks. Yes, it is a very upbeat mood. So we are now just three consecutive wins, three clean sheets. Ben, you've got to be happy with the mood right now as a Reading fan. We can go into more depth, but your immediate thoughts on that match. Yeah, absolutely. So much, so much to like coming out of that. You know, I, I think a lot of that's probably down to Sheffield Wednesday and the red card, but let's let's not take it away that that's three on the bounce, three clean sheets, a second half goal for the first time in 10 or 11 games now and, and Lucas Schell scoring to kind of break his run. So, yeah, I'm very happy. Yeah, we've got to take into the factor of the 10 men, haven't we, Nick? But it's still a fantastic victory and we would love that before kickoff. Yeah, uh, the 10 men obviously made a made a difference, made it a lot easier for us, let us coast, especially once the second goal went in. Uh, but it was a good performance and we actually haven't had a good performance in, in quite a while, which is pleasing. And I think, as has been touched on, the confidence is going to go through the roof now, I think. Yeah, you would hope so. And no more than Lucas Jow getting his goal. We know how it affects him, but he got that in the second half. But let's go right back to the beginning of the match. We saw a change coming into the team and we know that, Bane, you're very keen on resting players and we've talked about that a lot to Reading fans. It's not just you. God, I'm pinning that all on you now, aren't I? <laughs> but I understand that we need to rotate them. But were you happy with the selection or maybe leave out Lucas Joe? Would you have liked to have seen that? Um, I mean, I've, I've been pushing to rotate one of those three, specifically Jao Elise or, um, or Ajaria. Um, obviously, Ajaria was rested Uh as a result of injury, which is kind of the way you don't want it to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we could have rested Jao. I think there's a, there's good reasons to start him against his old club, kind of needing a goal. Uh, I'm very, very happy to see him hooked as soon as he scored, personally. Uh, now with a week off, a little bit of time to kind of everyone rest and recover and kind of stretch, I hope. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree on the substitution and that was what we needed. But the Ovi Ajaria news... Nick, um, we don't know yet how bad it's going to be, but that could have a big impact on our season. Yeah, I'm 
hoping it's just going to be a, a niggle when he's going to miss a game or two. Um, we've now seven seven injuries currently, and it's adding up. And I think five of those would be starting if they were fit. I think it just Gibson um, and Aruna are pro- probably the only two players who wouldn't get into the starting eleven. So it's important to get maybe a couple of players back. Let's hope that Ovi's not out for long because he's he's playing well. He's working hard. Um, he frustrates people, of course he does, but you know his his performance have been good. He was really good on on Tuesday. So it's not the right timing to get an injury for for Ovi at the minute, just as he's starting to get into get into a bit of a, a good run. We made a bit of a slow start today, Ben, didn't we? Maybe a little bit of fatigue coming in there. Maybe I just you know, it is March, isn't it? So players do the games do kind of like get more and more tense, don't they, as the season goes on. But kind of were you concerned at the start or were you thinking we're gonna grow slowly into this one? Yeah, it was a weird one. I mean, we've definitely started slowly in recent weeks, and I think you can you can probably make the case this was a little bit better than we have seen in some games. But no, the first kind of 15, 20 minutes were pretty open. Um, there was a spell of about five minutes, you know, where they hit the bar when when they were arguably on top, you know, a few corners, set pieces kind of had us pinned back. But yeah, it was it was definitely an open game, and that generally means a lot of space for, at least in this case today, to operate in, which kind of plays into our advantage. So as slow as the start was, there were certainly signs there that, that uh, this is promising for, for us. Yeah, if Lee scores that head of them, Nick, that's, that's going to be a problem for us because we know how bad we are after going one nil down. I know Sheffield Wednesday have not managed to pick up a single point when they've <laughs> gone one nil behind, but that would have been a worry. So you need that little bit of luck as well, don't you? Yeah, I think that happens in the championship, doesn't it? You get luck like that and it also goes against you over the course of the season. It's a bit of a crazy league. I think we saw early in the season how Sheffield Wednesday sort of sat back on their their one nil lead and even before that. And I know it's a different manager. It was Poulos last time, but they probably would have done the same and they were quite well drilled at the time. So it would have been tough for us to get back in the game. And I think we struggle when teams sit, sit back and that's exactly what they would have done if they'd got that goal there. So it's a bit of a worrying moment, but luckily we did get that that escape and uh, went on to to punish them a bit later. Yeah, one of the things that maybe would have helped us is the fact that we've got the two players up front now in Lucas Jow and George Puskas. We saw a nice little link up when Jow dummy the ball. Puskas didn't make the best of the chance, to be fair, did he, Ben? But Puskas then goes on to really create a penalty on his own by just anticipation. Yeah, I mean, on that first point, um, I'm not really sure what the definition is of interplay, whether players actually have to touch it. But um, for me, yeah. it's hit the box of nice interplay with Zhao and the dummy. Uh, yeah, I think I think it almost kind of caught caught Puskas out. He wasn't expecting it as much. So, you know, it was, it was a half chance in the end and pretty comfortable save for the keeper who almost dived past it. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right to touch on you know, this, this is another goal through pressing. I don't think we we're a especially strong pressing team at the start of the season. So I think, you know, credit where it's due to Paolo, this is a, a new change. Um, whether you want to implement pressing and not rotate players during the kind of condensed fixture list is a challenge to it. But, you know, it, fair play, it's paying off. The, the goal today, there was there was another good chance through pressing. You know, the goal in midweek, that, that came as a result of Harvey Elliott being pressed all the way back and kind of mindlessly not not getting rid of the ball and a great tackle. So, you know, two goals and two wins as a result of, of this pressing. I was expecting Puskas to step there, up there for the penalty, Nick, and to see at least there uh, take it that... I was concerned. <laughs> I was a little bit <laughs> concerned, but he proved this all, proved me at least, completely wrong. He took it magnificently. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. Uh, we've not seen at least take a penalty. Uh, we've seen Pushkas take penalties, and he, I think he scored every every one he's taken, and most are convincing. So 
I'm assuming that maybe they've done something in training to to decide on that because we all know what Pushkash is capable of. Jao has obviously been taken off for a reason. So he's proved me wrong as well, Elise. I was a bit worried because we don't know what to expect. I thought he might try a little dink, knowing Elise. What, 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 do, you, what do you think he's going to do? But he puts it right in the, pretty much from top corner and he's a very confident penalty taker. So I think he stays on them now. Yeah, totally. You can't move him off them, Ben. You took it so well. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, nice for him to, to pad his numbers a little bit. I know uh, some of the <laughs> some of the players kind of he's competing with the likes of Buendia. They're they're kind of racing ahead and uh, racing ahead, and I think he's on penalties maybe. Um, Norwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Buendia is a fantastic player, isn't he? Um, but Elise has got so much potential. And I think getting that goal has kind of like freed him up in the game a little bit as well. Kind of, it's bound to give you confidence. His set pieces still weren't great today, Nick, or am I being harsh? No, set pieces were a bit weak. I think Tom McIntyre took one, didn't he, in the first mm. half, which was a bit bizarre. It wasn't a bad ball, actually. But his maybe with Swift, I know Swift hasn't played a lot this season, but when they sort of interchange with set pieces, it, you've got a quality ball from either one of them. But after at least, there's no one else to stand out and, and take that set piece. I think you're looking at Luca or Ajaria most weeks. Um, but, you know, his set pieces haven't been great today and haven't been great recently, which is a, which is a shame. But... His all-round play's been good. His, his movement, he, he sort of plays like a free role, I think. And it, it shows that he gets, just finds pockets of space and makes things happen. So, although his set pieces are letting us down a bit lately, his, his overall game is is looking sharp. He's going to get there. He's still, as I say, like almost every single week. He's still a very young player. This is his first yeah, like, real full championship season. He will get better. And his all-round play was excellent today. But we kind of... I don't know, I wouldn't say coasted out the first half, but there wasn't as much pressure as maybe I would have liked to have seen. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I think that's fair. We, we didn't really look to kill him off as such too much in the first half. I, I think the second half was a little bit better and, and kind of as the game opened up, we, we were able to capitalise, capitalize, which we haven't actually done in other games. So that was great to see. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see a lot from Sheffield Wednesday, if I'm honest. I mean, going down to 10 is hard, but they made it difficult for themselves you know they, they were a bit sloppy at the back and didn't really create much and there's definitely a lot for uh for darren moore to to work on there if they have any chance of staying up yeah that's a surprising move nick isn't it to move from doncaster to sheffield wednesday because doncaster looked like they could well go up um what is he thinking right now i think yeah i, I... I don't think there's any rumours about the move at the time. Was it Monday morning? It was It was announced. It was just out of nowhere, completely out of the blue. Not even uh, a few of the Quest guys saw that one coming. Um, so there was no sort of intel on that. I think Sheffield Wednesday are pretty, you know, they're, they're, big, they're a big club historically. Uh, Doncaster, a lower level club. He's probably looking at it. Maybe they'll get relegated, but then he's got the foundations to build. And if they're given him the time, maybe he's got that guarantee of, getting promoted trying to get promoted again and maybe you can build something there and it's a it's a good move long term um but it's always a risk leaving a club you've got on the up like Doncaster to go to a team in in freefall um they're a bit of a mess behind the scenes with, with I think it's Chan Series the owner and uh I don't think he's too popular with the financial decisions he's made I think you know we've got something in common with, with Sheffield Wednesday there but um yeah I think Darren Moore's probably looking at it as an opportunity that he might regret if he doesn't try it maybe yeah, no, I think I can understand it well, like size of club, but also on the sending off something that I think helped us quite significantly was Barry Bannon leaving the pitch. Now, quietly, I'm quite a fan of Barry Bannon, and I suggested the idea on the watch along that if Sheffield Wednesday go down, his contract runs out in the summer, 
could he come to Reading? What are your thoughts on that, Ben? I'll just throw you into the deep end with that one. Um, Would you be against it or kind of okay with it? I mean, well, if it stops him performing well against us, maybe it's good for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> always seems to be those, those similar players, always left-footed as well. I think Forrest Dieri is another player who always looks an absolute world beater when he's playing against us. Um, would I take him? I mean, hey, if it's a rotation option, absolutely get him in and, and let's let's lesser the burden on, on the guys. I imagine yeah, he's on big wages. So I can't see it happening, though. No, not can I. It's one of those um, uh, hypothetical ideas. So we start the second half and we really start with a lot of pressure there, Nick, which is exactly what you see. Sheffield Wednesday were just camped in their own, I wouldn't say penalty area, but in their final third, weren't they, for the first 15, 20 minutes at least? Yeah, they seem to try and uh, shut up shop a little bit. And I think that Panovic has probably gone in at half time and said to them, grab the second goal, don't let it get to 10, 15 minutes at 1-0 because that's when they might sort of go for it. Um, and, you know, we can rest players once we get that second goal. We can take players off, as we saw with Jao. So the tempo at the start of the half looked, looked very good, very promising. And uh, we put it to Sheffield Wednesday. I don't think they knew how to handle us. Or they seemed to progressively get worse, funny enough. They saw the first half out quite well. And the second half, they were just completely negative. And I know it's difficult having 10 men against a, a team up in the top six. But it, it was just the, not the reaction I was expecting from Sheffield Wednesday, to be honest. They look a beaten team. They look yeah. like they've got no kind of zip or anything in them anymore. Yeah. That's six consecutive defeats for them, and it's not that surprising. But this is what happens when you're down at the bottom. Your ex-player, your ex-striker, who you've sold, and then gone on to score loads of goals for the team that you're playing against, who hasn't scored for a few games, missed a few penalties, bang, <laughs> it's going to be a goal. Second goal for us in the 65th minute from Lucas Jow, and at least playing a key part in this bend, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And and Yudum as well, who kind of attacked well down the right and, and got his rewards later on. Um, another left-footed goal from Zhao. It's, it's getting quite interesting now whether or not he truly is right-footed. You know, he, I think he's he's pretty much scored the same number with his left foot as he has with his right. I think he's a, a two-footed player that we probably haven't seen since since the likes of Kitson. Um, yeah, delighted for him. Absolutely. You know, he took it really well, looked confident. I actually thought his all-round gameplay was good again today. You know, um, again, that kind of linking up and, and off the ball movement, uh, even even some kind of uh, challenging defenders, winning balls in the air that, that he doesn't quite do that hold up play as well. But I, but I thought he, he did it well today. Yeah, I'm glad to hear someone else making the comparison between him and Dave Kitson. I like that, Ben. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's definitely got a bit in him, isn't he? But we're kind of like really on top. And when you talk about the left foot shot, he had an opportunity just before the second goal from across and he hits it with his right foot. Now, if he hits that with his left foot, so I think there's certain scenarios where he's comfortable with his left foot, which is understandable. It's not his strongest one, Nick, but he's, we can get him firing again. We really are going to become a force again. If we could get Mate back in that team at some point, which seems to say every week as well. Mm. Yeah, um, we've missed Mate playing on the right and chipping in with goals and that physicality. He's almost like a second striker when we're playing one up front. And um, with with Pushkas coming in, I feel he's come in because Jao's been sat of form and he's the only real goal scorer we've got this season with, with the injuries. So he sort of forced it upon himself to, I don't know, get more out of Jao and to add another add another sort of goal threat in there. And it's now he's got that goal. Hopefully he can pick that up and even if we play one up front with Jao again we'll look like scoring a few goals and he brings Elise and Ajara into the game as well when they're playing and the players around him Laurent etc um, but he, he's another animal when he's on form and he wasn't his best today but as as 
as Ben pointed out, he, his all-round gameplay was much better. And he got the, the goal from it against the team. I'm sure he's desperate to score against it. It was well taken as well. So if he keeps that composure and he's not he's not a poacher, he's not going to score a tap-in. Most of his goals he creates himself. He's not going to score a scrappy six-yard goal. Um, and I think that's what's special about him. He's not going to run into the six-yard box and slide one home. He's going to get the ball down on the edge of the area and try and sort of make space for himself and hit it into the bottom corner. And it's so rare to see a striker like that. And to see them play well, it's it's kind of like we're we're fortunate to have that in our, in our team because I don't think there's any other team in the championship or you don't see him very, it's very rare you see that kind of player um, just to have that in our team available to us, it's it's great to have that because I think we'll we'll miss that when he's when he's gone at, at some point in the next few years. Yet Uli, as Ben said last week, he plays with source. I mean, I do think that having Puskas up there with him has lightened the load on him, hasn't it? Surely, Ben. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and we touched on the interplay as well. I, th- I think you know if we get a partnership forming there, that's that's good enough to rival any strike force in, in the league. Yeah, that's a lovely. I love that. <laughs> it's been so long since we've actually had a strike partnership that you can yeah. put they, they link up well. They link up really yeah. well, don't they? Yeah, no, I agree. No, it's it's really positive. Kind of then we see the substitution of Lucas Jago off. So in the last week or so, he's played an hour's less action than maybe he would have two weeks ago without Puskas being there. So that's gonna help him as well. He's got now a week off as we go into the game against Nottingham Forest. We saw some youngsters come on. We saw Tete come on, sorry. And maybe some people saying that Kamara should have came on instead of Bulldog. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I kind of, I go back and forth on this. On, on one hand, the likes of Bulldog and Oluko are uh, probably earning a lot of money. And, um, you know, we should be trying to get some value from that. Uh, on the other hand, clearly, some of those players on the bench have a long-term future with us. Whereas, you know, Bulldog and Oluko specifically don't appear to. Um, I have no idea what's going on in training and, and what we do see is, is Ponovic seems a little bit hesitant to give some of those youngsters, you know, especially the, the teenage ones, um, minutes uh, and preferring to stick with the same players. So it's kind of difficult to say, but, you know, Tetek, I thought he was good today when he came on. Um, and I thought, is that a debut for Aziz as well? Um, quite possibly yes. a, a league yes. debut maybe, or, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, a little bit more um, opportunities for, for young players today, which you know, I, I welcome and hope to see for, for the rest of the season. Yes, um, some possibly upbeat news about the injuries from Panovic. You never quite know because the actual truth and what he says sometimes are a little bit different <laughs> as all managers. He said um, uh, Ijaria felt some discomfort in his hamstring after Blackburn scan showed a minor injury and expect to be available next week. Rinomoto also at the same stage as Ijaria and Mate and Gibson. So we could have all those players back next week or we could absolutely have none of them back. You never quite know, do you? <laughs> Which one is going to be the reality? But we then go on to score a third goal late on in the game, which I think was kind of fitting for Yudum, Nick, because I think he's been really good since he's come back into the team and adds to the team massively with his attacking threat. Yeah, I, I certainly don't hide the fact I'm a massive Yudum fan. I've, I've loved him since he signed. He's... Rarely had a bad game. Uh, I, I can't get over the fact that people think Tom Holmes is better at right back than him. And it just that argument just frustrates me because it's, it shouldn't be an argument. Um, but yeah, he's been great. It took him a few games to get up to speed for sure. But he's been in and out for a long time with this knee problem. He's, he's clearly got something wrong with his, his knee. Uh, it's, it's clearly a persistent injury. But 
He's he's such a good footballer as well. He's he's good on the ball. He's comfortable on the ball. He's got pace. He's strong. He can head the ball okay for his size. Um, but yeah, his his play when he goes forward and the way he just links up with with the other attacking players is really exciting. And the goal is exactly what you want from your right and your left back. It's it's where you want them to be when you attack. He sort of gets into the corner of the box and if he's not going to shoot there, he's going to cut it across the six-yard box for someone to try and tap in. And it's it's just great play and he deserves it. He's been great for the last three or four games. It looks like he's now ready to play every game. So fingers crossed that's the case and he doesn't pick up any, if anything, just a, just a niggle, nothing, nothing serious. Yeah, we've been unlucky with injuries maybe so far this season, Ben, but he's been a big addition, hasn't he? And just balances the team out nicely with him and Richards on both sides. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I completely agree with what Nick's saying there. Um, the only thing I'd add to that is that uh, I actually think defensively he's really solid too. Like, you know, I think we sh- we shouldn't just put him down as an attacking fullback. I think you know he's more than more than capable of, of dealing with the kind of defensive side of it too. Um, as for the injuries returning again, you know, Puskas has, has come back, got fit, and you know, looked fantastic midweek, and you know, again another good performance today. You know maybe that's going to be our, our opportunity in the run-in if we can get these players fit and not rush them back and kind of manage it well. You know, we have four or five new players to challenge for those positions, as Nick was saying right at the start. You know, they are first-team quality players that, that can come back and really help us push. Yeah, the thought of all those players coming back into the team, Rinomoto, Swift, Mate, Ijaria, I mean, wow. And actually fit and had a few weeks off in some ways of match play. That would be a huge boost and no more than the games that are coming up against Nottingham Forest. Um, that's going to be a tough test next Saturday, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, they, they've improved. I don't think a lot of people have noticed that they've, they're have they not conceding a lot of goals. Um, I think they lost 1-0 today and they lost a couple of games 1-0. If you look at their lineup, it's full of, of top players. Glenn Murray's maybe getting old, but he's a good striker. Uh, Kravinovic, is, he was at West Brom last season. Uh, they got Freeman, who was very good at QPR. Uh, they got so many, so many good players, and Hewton's just made them hard to beat. So it won't be easy. I wouldn't be surprised if if we struggle past them. Maybe hopefully we can get one nil or something. I'll take that absolutely against Nottingham Forest at the minute. I don't think they're going to fly up the table, but they they've got a lot of good players in that team now. Um, I saw the other day maybe they looked tired. On I think I saw on Wednesday was it when they played last. They were they were quite tired maybe because they. They are playing the same team nearly every game, which I think may benefit benefit us. But then we're getting injuries as well, and our team's quite light on it. So it won't be easy. But if they're tired, it might give us a bit of a boost. We've got a week off now to, to get players back, as, as Panovic hopefully said. We don't know if he said Mate's going to be back for about three weeks now, isn't he, for the next game? And he's, he's not. So we'll, we'll see. But hopefully some of those players are back in the squad. It'll give us the option to to bring on game changers as well, even if they're on the bench. And that will be massive against uh, a team that, that I've heard are struggling with uh, fatigue a bit themselves. Yeah, I, I do think that the bench is a real worry for us against decent teams, isn't it? Yeah. We kind of slightly got away with it against the teams we've played in the last few weeks. You take it, we've done the job, you can't complain about that. But you can't have that lack of squad depth when you're playing teams like Watford, can you, Ben? It's really going to hurt us at some point in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Watford and Bournemouth are probably the two that start of the season. You looked at the quality they had all the way through subspench and even players missing out, and you thought, you know, that that's going to really help them this season in terms of the fixture list being so condensed and using that squad. And you know, I'm going to make the point again: like all the rotation we've done ha- has been as a result of injuries, not kind of 
looking to avoid them. So, uh, you know, I would like to see us rotate a little bit more, especially as those players come back. And it definitely makes it easier for Pano. For Pano. Uh, but yeah, rotation is a good thing. We don't want any more Ajaria hamstring injuries. No, we do not want to see that. So, <laughs> Nick, here's a question. We've got Forrest coming up. Then we got Birmingham and then QPR. How many points do you think realistically we'll be looking at getting from those three games? I think you want seven. We're in a position, we're a top six side. We, we need to be looking at seven to nine for that realistically. Forest and QPR are much better than they were two, three months ago. Uh, so they won't they won't be easy. Birmingham, I think, have had some better results in the last few weeks. But we should be looking to win all three. Uh, maybe a draw out of those won't be the end of the world because um, I'm sure other teams will slip up too. But we have got some tough fixtures after that. So there's going to be more pressure on those games if we don't pick up these 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 points here. But if we get the three points against Forest and then we go to Birmingham and then we get the three points there and, you know, QPR will be less pressure as well. So we can go there a bit more confident. The confidence will be high now. So there's not really, I know we're getting the injuries and it's frustrating, but the confidence, we've got three wins in a row, three clean sheets, uh, good performance today. Um, albeit against 10 men, but it's, it's another good performance and there's no reason why we can't get nine points, but at least seven, definitely at least seven there. What are you going to say, Ben? Going into the international break, we need those wins, don't we? Uh, yeah, I, I wish I had the same level of confidence as Nick, but um, <laughs> uh, certainly I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, on paper, all, all three of those games are winnable. Um, QPL will be an interesting one because on one hand, you know, they've done us some, some really good favours in some of the games they've won against, you know, our kind of playoff or even autos rivals, you could say. Um, so, you know, either they're going to cause us problems in the way they've caused those teams problems or, you know, they're going to continue to do us favours and let us have the three points. Um, personally, I'd probably take five points, you know, win two draws and, and keep that unbeaten run going. Um, but yeah, you know, equally, if, if we win two, if, you know, seven or, or nine points out of those three games and maybe the conversation switches to automatic again. Yeah, I mean, you take the situation when anywhere it's, um, you know, in fifth position in March, we're Reading, take this last season, let's look at where we are right now and we've got players to come back. So I think it's a really positive day. 3-0 win, the whole position of the club right now. Just enjoy it and thanks for listening and appreciate it. And we will be back next week with a preview of the Nottingham Forest match.